my name is Sharona Pons. I'm from Israel. Uh, I'm for more than 20 years uh, teaching uh, expert in Chinese metaphysics and new consciousness, and uh, we share the same journey of um, realization. And it's a free conversation about animals, about relationship with animals mm. in a new uh, humanity, yes, new energy. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, the only thing I can I can share is that I have a cat. That's it. So. <laughs> Actually, a very special cat, a very special relationship. So my name is Carrie Lake. I live in San Diego, California. And for my entire life, really since age three, I have, it's been very natural for me to communicate with animals. And my life has been a journey of how to communicate with humans so that people can know that part of their heart that's common with nature. They, so people can know their own nature. And so for over 15, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I've also worked with people teaching self-awareness, intuitive awareness, and skills of subtle energy, communication, and healing. So I recorded a couple of videos yesterday talking about um, our um, amazing capacity as humans to change our perspective and how humans really are unique with our consciousness that we can have a choice in how we look at a situation and that we can think about it differently. So either that either a virus traps us and we're a victim and we're held hostage or we can change our perspective and instead of operating from fear operate from wisdom and yes still wash our hands but not from fear wash our hands from love or stay home not from fear but to just take a break from all of the stress things like that so I, I did those videos yesterday and what I was thinking about while I was doing that was to me, it sounds like I could see how what I said would be judged very simplistic, very uh, almost silly, you know, Carrie, it's such a big problem. How can you make it so simple? How can you break it down to just say, change your perspective and wash your hands from love. I could see that that could be the judgment, you know, but I also feel like helping people recognize the simplicity of love, of operating from love is so valuable, you know, to just let people feel that it does make a difference that we can be very complicated, but the reason to we, get, we complicate things is to come back to love. What do you think about that? Two things about it. It's uh, simple, but it's not easy. Hmm. Change a perception. <laughs> I mean, it's how many years we are trying to change our perceptions. Right. Many years, a lot of uh, you know, levels of... Uh, it's, it's not of control and uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's simple. Eventually it's simple, but it's not that simple. 
you know, we need to, there's so many levels that you need to go through the mind and your emotions and so much. Eventually it's simple. Mm -hmm. But you need a lot of stages to come to this simplicity. Mm. And what the best thing is if you, if you, if we speak about animals, they don't care about the corona. <laughs> they don't care. They don't think. So I don't know if, I'm, I wonder if the, that, you said it's a, you know, it's advantage that people have, can change their perceptions. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's better not to have any, any. And to be, you know, just uh, unconditional love and not, uh, so it's a pure, it's pure natural uh, um, thing, isn't it? <laughs> but that too, like, so I love that. It's all the spiritual teachings, even now in, in business, at least here for conscious business, everybody knows it's about unconditional love. There, there's a movement here that's also called um, a, a gift economy, where you, you actually put yourself in the state of being where you realize life is a gift. And the purpose of life is to share life with one another. And so the teachings are all, yes, the, how wonderful if we could all just be in unconditional love and that it really is quite simple as the animals demonstrate every day. They don't think I'm a bad cat. You know, your cat is not walking around wondering if her butt looks too big, right? <laughs> so what is it then? How, how, how does it get so complicated that we would say love is hard? How, how does it get so complicated that we'd say, you know, that unconditional love is not attainable for people? Yes, animals, but not people. Why? I, I think that's uh, because they are looking from love outside they don't know they are just already love and it's only and it's a, an experience a self experience so i think that's the main problem i think say more. yes say more about that i love that no i mean they're looking from outside that's it so we live in a separation and we always that that's the main thing I, it took many years to get it <laughs> Sounds simple, but uh, it's uh, you know uh, that's what I realized eventually. Yes. That, uh, um, when I stopped looking outside, I realized I, I need nothing from outside, and because I'm already amazing, okay, mm -hmm. I'm already not perfect, perfect as I am. So, <laughs> and I mean, actually, the animal and the, the cat that I have. My own really teach me a lot about it, and um, um, th yeah. that's it's a, another it's it's amazing relationship. She's independent. It's a cat. She she's doing what she wants, and she I know what she wants. It's it's not. A, I think also uh, if if we speak about uh, animals, um, the relationships about with animals as I think people um, see is a lot about control. 
a lot about control because they think they honor um, um, uh, you know uh, ownership of the, yes. the animal yes. and I, I realized that my cat uh, she tells me what she wants Mm -hmm. and, she wants, and I respect her. You know? <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that. I, I listen to what she said. I'm not. Uh, I don't speak the language like I know you do. Mm. You are very telepathic with and uh, intuitive with animals. That's an amazing gift. Thank you. Uh, amazing gift. But I'm, you know, it's. Um, I'm learning to to have a new relationship with with that and that's what that's what i that's that's one of the main thing a lot of control uh, um, and it's, it's it doesn't matter i think i think that uh, the, the animals are a reflection mm. of, of of myself mm. uh, of, of human beings i mean you can you can look at the animals and you can see the people isn't it it's and you can see the house and you can see the people. And I don't need to speak with people. I look at the house, I feel the energy of the house and I know what is not working, what is working, etc. Yes, it's yes. Maybe it's the same reflection because it's also, it's a, a human beings are reflecting each other and the, the children reflect, a, 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 everything is about reflection and it's an old, old, system <laughs> all it's, system it, it works it's effective isn't it but when we have to be willing to view the world have that perception that there is a reflection there is information coming to me from the outside world right when i look at someone's house or connect with somebody's animal the thing is we're going to feel when you walk into that house and you're you're doing feng shui you're doing more than looking with your eyes right you're looking with your eyes but you're sensing and you're feeling and not only the energy in the room but your intuitive sense as well and that i love what you said that it's an experience you it is the willingness to experience yourself in order to perceive information from the outside world but i have to ask you i have to go back a little bit because you said and i i know what you mean but i want to pull this out a little bit more you said that you know who you are you don't need anything from the outside world okay i know what you mean but a lot of people will think you need food if there's a reflection you need a reflection Right. Yes. So talk, let's talk about what you mean, what you're really saying, because I know. Right. But tell me what you're saying when you say I don't need anything from the outside world. What do you mean? OK. okay. First of all, uh, here in Israel mm -hmm. today, I don't know if it's a uh, 13 Friday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm laughing. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Today, a lot of tents because the corona, you know, spread and they became very, people are in panic and they, they, they close the schools, they close the uh, people, uh, don't go outside, uh, my son uh, uh, needs to work from home, etc. Yes. So, uh, and 
people, uh, people who are independent like me, uh, uh, they stop works, no, you know, uh, it influence economically and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's the main virus uh, pattern. This, this coronavirus is an economical virus, but, uh, and um, so I, I'm aware, okay? I'm looking and everything and I'm saying to myself, it's not, it wasn't, first of all, it took, you know, it's, uh, it's, I needed a lot of trust in myself to say that. Mm -hmm. But I said, I'm so happy that I don't care if I'm working or not working. I don't care what I have in my bank account. Mm -hmm. I know that I have everything I need when I need it. And uh, uh, so I realized that uh, I need nothing from outside if i don't i'm teaching so i'm i need to open you know a, a, i have a course um, in two weeks i don't care you know i don't care because i know everything is fine everything is perfect so i and before i think you know i can be in the same panic as everybody else because right. but uh, it's one of it's one of the things uh, to tell, I mean, I found, I have a lot of, many things that I'm interested in. I mean, I, I went deep in myself inside to be in this safe place inside of me. <laughs> a lot of trust. I like people very much. I like my students so much, but uh, I'm not, I, I don't rely on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't rely. I know that, I have everything I need when I need it. And it's, you know, so many years, mm -hmm. I, I can see it's working. Mm -hmm. It's working. I, yes, I love that. So there's, I know what, that I have whatever I need when I need it. I think that is a huge message. That's a huge thing to share with people because people will often look at what they don't have and then make a decision about the rest of their life based on what they don't have right now right if i have if i don't have money to buy a car right now they'll make a decision about the way life is going to be forever from that situation right now but nature when we go inside and i i have lived this too i speak from experience too when we go deep inside to know the, that experience of safety, to know the experience of when I need something, I'll find it or I'll make it or I'll generate it, right? That creative ability, when we know that, then there, that's where, to me, that feeling of I don't need anything from the outside, that's where that feeling comes from. I know my I know my ability to create a, an opportunity to create a class to create connections you know to to bring in what I need when I need it right and I don't a lot of people think they're not good enough until they have a lot of money or a retirement account and they they think that's who they are but 
the feeling, the experience of that safety inside of us is what creates what we need going forward. Yes. Yes. From inside, outside, and before it was from outside, inside. It's a new pattern. It's a new, Absolutely. it's very new. And, and uh, we need to experience it and to show that it's, it's working. That's it. And it's it does, new. it does take trust, right? A lot of trust. Yeah. A lot. And always when I feel that, uh, you know, I got it, I get another level of trust. <laughs> it's extension, extension. But uh, let's speak about animals, okay? okay. Let's, let's speak about animals, okay? okay. We, can, we can speak um, a lot, many hours about many things, isn't it? Yes. yes. We have a lot in common. Yes. Uh, okay, so um, what, what people need to know or what they don't know about the relationship, their relationship with mm -hmm. animals, what, what's important for them to know? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking that. Um, the simplest way to say it is let them love you. Let them love you. So many people... Because of that, like you said, because of the, the perception of ownership, right? I own this dog. The dog is my responsibility. I have to take care of him. A lot of people are giving out to their dog, but at the same time, they think my dog must hate me. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough, right? And the dog it, the whole time is saying, hey, I love you. Hey, you feel great when you feed me. <laughs> so I'm here, go ahead and feed me, right? And, and people can then interpret that as, oh, that, that dog just wants something from me. The dog always wants something from me. And cats, you know, it's the, the great joke that dogs, have masters and cats have slaves, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And it's just because cats, cats are so magnificent. They never, they don't really compromise who they are. What a beautiful example, right? Cats say, here's who I am. Here's what I need. Well, that's not working. So I will show you with my behavior that that's not working. They're very honest and they're very straightforward, but even cats will thrive when, you, when people realize that the cat is showing up every day with the very first message of, hey, there you are, I love you. Let's do things. Let's live together. Let's do this together. And I think, um, I think people like to control, that's, that's it. So if they don't control their children or something else, they can control their animal. You speak about pets anyhow, isn't it? Not about any animal. It's not, no. You speak about the animals that you live, that people live, okay, because yeah. it's different, isn't it? Well, yes, yes. For exactly that reason, because of, I know, sweet, I heard her, because, oh, she's so great. <laughs> she, she heard you. Yes. Because, <laughs> hi, sweet girl, hello. Um, it's time with the queen, you know, it's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> because of that control, 
but because of unconditional love, when people are operating from that perspective of getting, of not having enough, that's where controlling, trying to control unconditional love comes in, right? They control their animals because their animals are really not interested in fighting them. They want to give. And humans that are conditioned to compete will often default. They'll, they'll go automatically into control. And it's unconscious because that's how, that's how they were treated back at an age when they were also unconditionally loving. Humans are not born judging and controlling. Humans are born expressing and sharing love and saying, here I am. And this is being in the presence of brand new infants. They are just simply saying, here I am. And even if they are hungry and they're crying, they're simply expressing, my body needs some food here. I'm very uncomfortable or I need comfort, or I feel unsafe, you know? And they're doing it um, energetically, empathically. Our empathic sense is our first means of communication when we're an infant. We simply become how we feel so that others feel it as well. And- Can I, can, okay, okay. Can we say also that um, if people give uh, um, their animals feelings, which I'm not sure they have at all. I mean, my cat said I need to take care of him, you know, he's depressed. And right. I think it's, it's their feeling, isn't it? That, that's what I said before about the reflection or if an animal is attacking or something, it's a reflection of unbalance, in, isn't it? Not a hundred percent of the time. So there, there too, there's a discernment that we have to be discerning in that, that situation. A lot of the time, yes, what you're saying, but there, there is a discernment and the discernment comes around judgment, right? When we feel judged by the animals like that, my cat hates me. That's human. That's not cat. Yes, feelings uh, belong to women, to, to people, isn't it? Not to, to but animals. Cats, cats do have their expression of how they feel. So if they are uncomfortable, right, then they will express discomfort. But a cat expressing discomfort is not the same as saying, you're a bad person. You're not good enough for me, right? That's yes. the discernment of judgment. Yes. And it is the judgment that creates the harsh emotions. Before judgment, it's just discomfort. It's just uncomfortable. After a judgment, it's resentment, anger, sadness. That, and that's where humans identify with emotions, anger, sadness, resentment, even happiness or pride those all come after we've decided the response is good or bad after the judgment comes those strong emotions but before judgment it's simply saying i'm com i'm comfortable i love this 
this doesn't work for me. This is how I feel. But there's no evaluation about how it feels. The evaluation, whether it's good or bad, that's the human part. And that, that good or bad part is what generates strong emotions where animals go, whoa, holy smokes, that's a strong emotion. Here's me. Here's what I look like when there's all that emotion in the room. So it takes subtle discernment and it takes self-human, self-awareness to be that clear. I think that the separation, I think what, what caused it is because people, uh, you know, think about or, or, you know, the emotion, it's from the mind. They don't feel, they don't feel the, the animals. They don't feel the, you know, anybody else because right. that, that's, the, that's the separation. Between, because an emotion, emotion yeah. is coming from the mind. So that's what, uh, you know, they, that's how they judge like any relationship because it's, it's coming from, it's from separation, you know, but what, uh, if they will feel, yes. it will be different, isn't it? And it's, that's, it's everything. It's everything. Everything. Yes. Because they, they're not feeling the animals. They're not feeling other people because they are avoiding feeling themselves. That's right. And, and feeling is love. So if love is a sense, so if they don't, if they can't feel, and they don't, you know, it's uh, it's amazing, you know. And uh, so what you are doing now, you are teaching uh, or you are helping, uh, assisting people how to connect in a different way to animals, yeah. or uh, or you balance or you heal people with animals. How you assist it? I so. Ultimately, I assist people to feel themselves without judging themselves. And a lot of the people I work with are animal people because, yeah, so I, we, when we help people feel themselves, animals can be healthier because the animals are not in that space of conflict so much because people are more willing to address their own emotions rather than project. So I help people know how it feels to not judge themselves. And I give them tools to connect in that way. And when people can connect with themselves, the animals are right there. That's when you can communicate with animals very clearly. So yes, I work with animals. And I help animals heal their body, energetically, their mind. I help animals recover from traumatic experience. But I also help the people know how they can be a healing presence for their animal as well. I can't, I can't separate people from their pets for exactly the reason that you said. Because the animals feel us and they show us what's going on in the house, in the room, in the emotions they show us. Because the animals are here to help open their people's hearts. And so if I'm helping the cat or the dog or the horse, then I am also helping the person at the same time. And if I'm helping the person, it's always gonna help the animal. So yeah. 
it's sometimes people call and and say my dog has horrible anxiety separation anxiety or he's chewing on himself can you help my dog and the answer is yes let's help your dog but here are the skills you need in order to help your dog so i teach the person and the dog always goes oh thank you right i want to make sure i want to clar clarify something about it When you say that uh, um, animals have wounds, you know, and you need to heal the animal, mm -hmm. uh, is it they don't have the level of carnation, incarnation like we do? Because I know they incarnate again and again and again. They are only a reflection of the person who takes care uh, of them, isn't it? Yeah, not only. Not, not only they have also levels of incarnation that stuck energy inside from uh, it's uh, different under experiment i mean it's amazing yes yeah it's different okay they so animals also have um an evolution of their own consciousness so just like people Animals will incarnate and feel like they don't have a lot of experience yet. Like, what is it being the cat, being a horse? And so they are discovering, they are evolving. Or sometimes an animal will incarnate as a domestic pet when who they truly are universally, when they have more experience previously as a wild animal, a non-domestic cat, or a non-domestic animal. So this time, from a, a collective wisdom of feline, they will come in as a domestic cat. I see. We have more experience among humans. I see. And learn what it is. To they be have their own evolution. They have their own evolution. They have their own evolution side by side with humans, not above, not yes. below. It is I, a I, different consciousness. You know, I want to, to share with you something. First of all, I know I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, this cat came to assist me. Yes. She's an extension of me. She's an extension of my energy. I, I, I know that. I feel that. But what happened with this cat, she's my daughter's cat. I didn't choose this cat. And uh, when uh, we had another cat, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, she had a lot of problems and uh, she was very, a lot of psychology problems. <laughs> and uh, after she left, I was so grateful. And uh, I bought a new sofa and uh, I, I, I felt release and freedom and and then my daughter said i want another cat i don't mind i will take care of her and she she found this um you know she's a in the, it's, it's a cat that you can find in the street yes. and before we had a very russia cat with you know persian cat uh, she was a mother was the most beautiful cat in russia Yeah. And so, and suddenly one day, one evening, I'm coming back uh, from work and my daughter said that she, she had the new cat uh, in the bath and she was the cheapest. 
she was the cheapest and she paid for it but you can find in the garbage like her i mean she's so simple yes okay so i opened the door yes and i never felt like that before i opened the door i saw the cat in the back yeah suddenly an image jumped to my head and i saw her in egypt i mean an incarnation in egypt so I couldn't speak. I closed the door and I didn't say anything. And then my daughter uh, went to, uh, and she came with a lot of eye infection. Yeah. I mean, my daughter chose her. There were many, many, many cats. And she chose the, the one that was hiding in the back. <laughs> uh, she wasn't the prettiest one. She was the cheapest one. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> because she paid. And uh, what happened is that uh, she came also with eye infection. Imagine, I was shocked, but I couldn't say anything. Mm. And, uh, because what I saw, it's like I, need, I, I, I knew that I need to accept her, okay? Mm. So my daughter uh, went to Berlin, to, for she was a student in Berlin. And uh, she stayed with me. Mm -hmm. And we had an amazing amazing relationship first of all she became more beautiful than ever mm -hmm. don't no you eye infection. no eye infection mm -hmm. at all and the uh, amazing amazing I, I know she's my uh, angel guide guided angel you know what what uh, i mean she assists me i don't mind if my daughter will come and take her i don't have any attachment mm -hmm. for anyone even to my children imagine and uh, but and what i know also that she's incarnated the other from the other cat because how i know that people say that you cannot uh, educate a cat but both of them are not coming to my bedroom mm. they are standing outside of the bedroom mm -hmm. and it's very difficult to, to to tell a cat not to come inside the bedroom mm -hmm. and they have i didn't teach her it's by herself she got the same, uh, <laughs> you understand? That same memo, right? Yeah. Yes, same memo. So I'm sure she's in the other uh, cat. Yes. And uh, I know, I know how much she assists me. She's so noble. She's so amazing. Yes. And uh, she's here with me. Yes. All the time. Yes. All the time. She sit, she sit with me all the time. Yes. It's so really there, I, yeah. They do, hmm. there's so much in this. When we talk about the animals like reincarnating and coming back to us, yes, 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 yes. And people, it, it's, it's such a, a universal system. It's such a universal complement that when I am in a certain phase of my life, the animal kingdom, in order to support you and humanity in our evolution, like the, the cat consciousness is up here, swirling, 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 and oh, there's Sharona. Okay, she's gonna need this particular kind of support. And from the cat collective, this one, with a particular energy and a particular potential, says oh yes yes i she that that energy and, and me my energy 
we know each other, we can do this together, I'm gonna go support that again. So here's Sharona and here's a kitty going, ah, oh, I'm gonna come and be your cat. And then the universe has the magic of how to make it work that your daughter wants the cat, <laughs> that the cat is cheap and the daughter goes out, you know? I mean, that's, you can't plan this. Humans can't plan this. This is the love. This is unconditional love, organizing all of the details, right? And this is where it comes back to feeling yourself and trusting that, that this is really how love works and that I can feel it, that you get to reconnect and you get that picture of having experienced this energy of cat before because when you open the door, you get that picture, it activates you. It integrates you so you remember who you are. And the cat is the most beautiful instrument for that. I have a, I have a similar story. So um, when I was in college, I was out at a stable and there, there were like 40 cats out there, just barn cats. And there was one, she, she was tiny, you know, maybe nine weeks old, tiny, tiny, tiny. And she would go sit in the paddock with the stallion, right? This big horse and this tiny little kid kitten would just go sit in there. And when she wasn't in the with the stallion, she was sitting behind the truck tire. She was always in a place where she was going to get squished. You know, I saw her same thing. I saw her and, and I just knew you're coming with me, right? You need to come, you're coming with me. It's not even need, it's just gonna happen, you know? And I could just feel her, she was huge. She was bigger than that whole, the whole horse facility. Even though she had this tiny little body, her presence was huge. So I brought her home and her name was, she was the Kidders, she was black, with white, you know, little white on her chest, little toe, white toes, a white tip on her tail. And, but her nickname was the Tasmanian Devil because <laughs> <laughs> she would just run around the house. She would stop, you know, I would sit on the couch and she would stop on my lap and she'd be panting because <laughs> she ran so hard. And then she would just take off again. So. People didn't like her. They didn't understand her. She was like this little alien in a cat body. And she was with me for 10 years to make sure she would talk to me so directly that I, I heard her voice, I, you know, the words, and it would occur in English, in my head, whatever she wanted me to say, right? And that, that confuses a lot of people. How is it that you know, cats don't speak English, Carrie, right? A lot of people get confused and it's not about the cat speaking English. It's about the being so open to communication that it can come in a way that is clear to you. I had, I had no belief that cats speak English or don't speak English. What I had is the openness to receive the communication. And so it comes in English because that's easy for me. So she was, um, we, we were just 
best friends. It didn't matter that she was a cat. We were best friends. We understood each other. And a lot of people don't know, don't get that. You know, I think you do, but a lot of people don't understand. So when she was 10, she left. She just, I saw her walking away one day into the bushes and I just knew she's not coming back. And it was mm. actually devastating to me. I felt like it was my fault for not being enough. I had to go through all of that, you know, oh my God, I should have been here. It was, it was very difficult for me. But three years later, I was in a different situation with horses again. And there were 30 barn cats. One of them at about three months old, four months old, a little uh, tortoise shell, you know, the orange and black stripes tortoise shell. She came walking up to the house one day and the, the front door was open and I'm standing there and she's standing at the front door. She looked into the house, looked up at us and said, yep, this is it. And walked in the house and that was it. That was all over. She wasn't a barn cat anymore. She was our, you know, the next house cat. But here's the thing. She had the same, literally the same exact physical size as the kidders, same <laughs> shape of her head, same body style. The kidders had like snaggle teeth, you know, her teeth were, some were missing. She had a chipped tooth here. This cat, same teeth, same chipped tooth, same stripe on her face, same energy, and she walked in already knowing everything, right? And it's amazing to know that, uh, I mean, I can understand now the evolution of the cat. Yes. The other cat, which had a lot of problem, uh, emotional, emotional, psychology problem, and this one, amazing, independent, uh, and yes. I'm sure she's uh, also uh, sharing the same uh, journey of enlightenment like I do. Yes. I'm sure about it. Yes. And uh, I feel, I feel, I see the evolution now. Yes. I love, see, I love that. I love that. Sure. And the very, she's very relaxed. And you know what people t tell me? Yeah, it's right. amazing. People come to me, you know, students come to my house and yeah. they, they say that, it's it's funny they don't get allergic from this cat but from other cat they get uh, uh, allergic uh, uh, amazing it so i love this i'm so happy that we're talking about <laughs> because people so when when we are willing you know when we're evolving willingly which means opening our hearts letting ourselves love and be loved with that purity then the animals that come into our life will come in to complement the journey because of our willingness. Now, there are lots of people who have animals in their life, whether they're wild animals or um, domestic animals, and the people are maybe still in conflict or they're living from that place of ownership and competition. It doesn't mean they're not on an evolutionary journey. It means they're on a different evolutionary journey. And animals will show up in a way that will e now or eventually 
be a catalyst for them to open their heart. Animals will show up and say, okay, well, if you're going to dominate me, okay, I, I will let that happen. And here's how it feels when you dominate me. Some animals can't tolerate it. They get in like horses. There are horses that they're not here to be dominated. They're here to be partnered with. And if you try to dominate them, then they become a bad horse or they're the, one, they're the ones nobody wants to handle. And it's only because they, are, they have the capacity to complement somebody who's open to an evolution of consciousness, wide open in a different way. But just because somebody is still dominating, they, they're still on an evolutionary journey, just a very different one, and they're still trying to wake themselves up with force because they're not yet in a place of surrender, allowing, listening, and self-awareness. And they're just in a different place. This is the beauty of animals. They're not judging that that person is bad. They keep showing up saying, okay, I love you. And when you treat me this way, I'll kick you, right? Or I love you and you're not awake enough yet to see domination, to see that you are more than a dominator. So I'll let you dominate me so that you still at least can be in the presence of unconditional love. And people will get that at their own pace. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? When you see a horse, for example, that, uh, um, you know, bad horse, bad horse, yeah. when you see you and you with your open heart, I mean, he, he is afraid of human being or he can see that you are different? And they, he, they see. They see. I've had many, many clients have become clients because... I'll just be walking through a barn and there's this horse with his head hanging out of the stall or whatever. And I just go, Oh, there you are. And I go talk to him and rub on him and we just share loves and, and the horse relaxes, relaxes, relaxes. And people are watching that happen. And then later they say, Carrie, that horse bites everybody. And it's a miracle that you were able to touch him and rub his head and he relaxed, right? I, when, when, when a person goes in with no preconception, right? No decision that that's a bad horse, then I'm, I'm open to connect to who that horse really is. Yeah. I'm, you know, I still use wisdom. Please, like, don't get me wrong. It, you have to use wisdom because injury is possible. They're big animals, right? But you use wisdom with an open heart. You start with an open heart. Then you apply what you know. But when you, when you go in with the open heart, then the animals go, oh, you can see me. And you have a completely different relationship from the what, what um, I can hear from you is uh, I'm sure that uh, it's not only the animal, it's you, actually. 
your presence, isn't your presence uh, that uh, make a bridge between the person and the animal. So, yeah. I mean, the healing is from you. It's, I mean, it's that, that's, I think, all the, you know, the journey that you, yes. you had with yourself. You open your art. Yes. And that's well, amazing. So, when I was, yeah, thank you. When I was 11, really, 11 and 12, it was very conscious for me. I asked the animals, like, look at how these people treat you and you still love them. I, I, at that age, was feeling so squished, right? I was angry and I made some decisions about people. I didn't, I was not very fond of people. And so I asked the animals and the horses, show me, sh show me how you can still give to people who hit you and who don't see your beauty and they don't even listen to you and they don't even think you have anything to say. Show me how you do that because I felt it from them, right? If I was able as a human to feel loved by animals, that means humans in general can feel loved by animals. And because I feel love, then I can share love. If this was just logical to me. This is just math, right? Like if animal, if I can feel this presence of love when I'm with animals, that means humans are capable of feeling love. That was what I needed to prove to myself because so many people are in control and control feels different than love. But I proved to myself humans are capable of feeling love. And I know it because I feel it when I'm with animals. So animals, show me, horses, show me how I can be a human with humans the way animals are with humans. I wanted to know that part of myself that's unconditional for exactly that reason, because it is that unconditional space that helps humans remember something other than control is possible. And when we share that space, that's where life can happen, feeling safe, right? It's only when we grab onto control that we don't feel safe. It's a paradox, you know? when you relax and you, you feel the part of yourself that is connected, the part of yourself that brings you what you need in the moment that, that we call safe, right? That's not about control. That's about love. It's about living in harmony. That's about living in love. And that's a lot of what the animals are here to do with us and for us is be the a reminder of that experience but also an anchor on the planet for that energy of unconditional love like if the animals did not exist on this planet it would be it would go haywire it doesn't matter wild domestic whatever they are an anchor for that space that is absent of judgment so that there's a, a greater interaction for humans to have with nature especially now that people are so thinky, so technology oriented, you know, 
at the, the having that anchor of unconditional love, whether you have an animal in your house, whether you work with animals professionally, whether all you do is look at a photo of a cheetah and go, <gasps> maybe you never touch animals, you know, or even people who, who all they do is eat animals. That's a very intimate relationship with animals. They just might not consciously look at it that way yet, right? Animals are still nourishing their love, even if it's only as food. Uh, what, I mean, we can share the same uh, conclusion that, uh, you know, the Chinese... Uh, oh, yeah. Chinese say also that uh, what I teach, what I learned from the Chinese metaphysics is that if you learn how the, you know, the nature, how, how uh, to be one with nature, it's uh, to be one with your house, it's to be one with anything. If yes. you know how it, the, the, the trees and the cycles and, uh, you know, everything, you understand what is happening outside, you, you can understand yourself. So it's about the same thing because we are the tree, we are the cats, we are the... We are everything. I mean, we share the same thing, isn't it? Yes. We are part of this, uh, um, uh, you know, 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and that, that comes back to the self-realization, right? Realizing that who I actually am is a, a life force that extends beyond this body, right? Who I am is more than who I think I am, right? It, it, who I am is an experience. And this is something I think is so valuable to keep sharing about feel, like we were talking about before. Who I am is, a, is a, an experience. It's something that can be felt. I can't even define who I am because the definition will change based on an experience, definition in words. But when I orient myself, when I organize myself to make a, a priority of feeling the experience of me, that puts me in closer touch to being one, that, that idea of being one with everything, that puts me closer in touch to feeling who my animals really are, who animals really are, rather than thinking, oh, you know, a cat is a predator and all the definitions of what a cat is. When, when I experience myself as a feeling, then I'm available to connect with who my cat really is. I'm available to feel connection, right? And that, that, but it does, to, it comes down to the willingness to experience who I am rather than define who I am. And I, I think that's where all the modalities point, whether it's the Chinese metaphysics or acupuncture or Ayurveda or even religions and philosophies, even science. They are all guiding our awareness in the direction of experiencing ourselves as whole. And to me, the animal kingdom is this, the mo one of the most direct points of access. And it just, they ask you, hey, let's hang out. Let me love you unconditionally so you can feel that. 
And the moment you feel that, we're in the same place together. It's very direct and very, very simple. And you can take it anywhere. Take, take your relationship anywhere from that place. But when that, when that experience is the priority, that's when you're really living as one in harmony with everything. Everything is about to exper experience love, actually. Everything is about experiencing love. <laughs> Many ways to do it. <laughs> Look at how nice she's sitting, so nice. I know, she's wonderful. She's just been enjoying the chat, even, even now, you know, as you were saying that. <laughs> yes, I've been enjoying this. <laughs> She's so wonderful. And so, so going back to the, the evolution of the animal kingdom, right? And the evolution, cats are amazing. Cat, cats and dogs, but cats fascinate me when I look at that high level of what cat consciousness is. It's so flexible and so, um, so pure. You know, cats feel like cats and they, they listen in in general for like what where's the where's the feeling here where things are too constricted you know where things are not moving cats love when things are moving this is why they like energy work right and so when there's when there's energy and consciousness that's just not moving that's often when you'll see cats have bad behavior because they feel something is stuck and, oh, and they want it to be fluid again. And so when people have um, allergies and they, they don't, I don't like cats, it's often, you know, I'll, I'll just start looking and asking for, okay, what's really, really stuck here? What is it that, that this kitty would love? You know, what energy does this kitty see that is not, is not moving and that's what helps me be okay. able to address you know and when i'm asking the kitty yes yes there's a, a telepathic aspect to it but the telepathy is a small part of it a much bigger part of it is just the sense of how does it feel to be me when i connect with the kitty because my own senses are what give me information the kitty's just being a kitty, right? It's like turning on the radio and saying, oh, that's classical music. When I tune into the kitty, it's the kitty radio, and I'm like, oh, there's some things stuck here, right? Be, so allergic is stagnation? It's, it's a, allergic is a symptom of stagnation? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a stagnation and it's, the the body and the energetic body's response to say this doesn't belong here this is not native let's get it out let's get it out let's get it out don't bring that near me right or it um it's an interpretation of don't bring that near me because somewhere back here it's stuck that i don't have a choice Right? There's a, a belief or a, a, a trauma or a history or a pattern of I don't have a choice. So don't bring that near me because I don't have a choice with what's happening. Right. And um, it's often a lot of, of fear of being controlled. 
or you know uh, a memory uh, an old stuck pattern of having also been overly controlled so don't come near me you know and then the body is like whoa i don't know what to do with this and it produces allergies yeah so um you want to say something glory she came with the name amazing name glory something to this conversation you want to ask something <laughs> oh i love it i think um uh, it's amazing to know, to know that uh, you know we our you know it's endless expansion actually it is our endless expansion and the animals Ooh, good one <laughs> i think the thing that i would leave this with is um is to encourage people to um, be really honest with themselves about their own fears and their own where they are on their own journey and don't judge yourself for where you're at you know what what you're afraid of what you'll you're willing to do what you're not willing to do what you control what you are afraid you can't control be honest with yourself because when when you're honest with yourself the animals will come sit right next to you and go I'll be with you when you say to yourself I'm afraid you And, and you stop pushing the fear away, the animals go, okay, I can be with you. I'm right here. You're not alone, right? It's when we deny ourselves that the animals have trouble reaching us, and then it looks like conflict, and it looks like bad behavior. So the more we are willing to, to judge ourselves as little as the animals judge us, That's when things can really move, and our evolution can accelerate with grace. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being in the conversation and for prompting because yeah. I know <laughs> it is yeah. universal. I, like we can go anywhere with this stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you for yeah, the connection you know we see now that you know we are so connected. Yes. Amazing. The energy is connected. It's yeah. not a language, it's beyond language. It's beyond yes. any country. And it's, it's really amazing. I look at you with an open heart
Story starts today. 